Welcome back to Insert Coins. My name is Mike Englehart. This is episode 18 of the podcast. If you're new here, we're a podcast dedicated to the world of video games. Everything from news, reviews, and even inside information from what it's like working in the industry from the perspective of an industry professional being myself. Thank you very much for joining us today. If it's your first time here, hit subscribe. So you know when every episode of Insert Coins comes out. If you are one of the returning listeners, thank you so much for popping in again for another exciting episode of Insert Coins. Today on the show, we're going to talk a couple of things. Of course, it's been pre-order week from today, dating back to last week. Sony, PlayStation 5, Microsoft Series X, Series S. Did you get one? Did you get both? I know it's been a very interesting pre-order experience for a lot of people. Uh, they're never easy, but this one I think was especially hard. So we're going to talk a little bit about that right off the top and some perspective. And the second half of the show today, um, Microsoft, of course, has made a big splash this week acquiring Bethesda and with it a ton of great properties, which, you know, long and short will probably not just be, well, who knows, they might be first party Microsoft games, but it's not really the way Microsoft does business at the end of the day. Case in point, Minecraft is something they purchased and appears on multiple different platforms, but they are also rumored to not be done in terms of this acquisition and Phil Spector and the boys are over in uh, Japan right now, Tokyo Game Show. The live news feeds for that have just kicked in here tonight uh, in Vancouver and there's a lot of speculation out there and we'll have uh, Quincy Roach joining me in the second half of the show to discuss what we think is going to happen with Microsoft next. But for the first part, it is pre-order week, the week that everybody gets excited about. It's a week with a lot of anticipation, a lot of buildup, a lot of hope, and unfortunately, a lot of disappointment. And not to gloat or kind of rub it in people's faces because I'm not that kind of guy, but um, I am happy because this was my first year where I actually landed both platforms in the pre-order adventures that uh, happened. And each experience was actually quite different uh last week was sony now with sony i made it clear i want a digital version and uh quincy and i were discussing this kind of offline uh just shooting the breeze last week and his perspective was that it's not going to be a lot of digital versions and that he thought the lower price point was basically a ploy to uh make the system look even steven with the xbox series s and they would have had to have undercut even the cost potentially that they were marking up of the disk drive just to be competitive. And that there wasn't going to be a lot of X, of uh, digital versions of the PS5 out there to be purchased. So last week, of course, we all know it didn't go off the way as planned. It, uh, you know, pre-orders started at the wrong time, a day early, hours early. I was luckily enough in on all the emails to notify me. Uh, when the console was up for pre-order. And so I got dinged by Best Buy and said, hey, just let you know, system is ready to be pre-ordered. I headed over to Best Buy, really looked hard. I really wanted the digital. So I kind of held out, refresh, refresh, refresh. And then I realized, okay, time is ticking by here. If I really want a PS5 for day one, I better pull the trigger now. And so I just bought the uh, disc enabled one. Uh, even though it wasn't really my purchase because it was clear that there was not very many digital only versions out there. So that was pretty good. I got it. 
I put it in my cart. I cashed out. I had no issues, uh, no crashes. I was dabbling on the EB Games website for a bit. I was having problems there, so I went back to Best Buy. Time was ticking, so I said, let's not dilly-dally, pull the trigger, and got the pre-order. Okay, so that one's done. Check. Pretty smooth. Probably the smoothest pre-order I've had. I know last week was a gong show for many people, and I'm feeling I just kind of lucked out. Maybe got in at the right time. Obviously, the pre-order caught everybody off guard. I happened to be sitting at a computer at that point in time, and I got the notification on my computer at the time, and Bob's your uncle. I have one uh, waiting, ready to be shipped uh, in November. So, checkbox, happy, that's good, number one in the bag. Today, you know, they didn't screw up. Microsoft didn't have the retailers flooding the market with Xbox Series X and S last night. And got up this morning, was uh, going on sale at 8 o'clock Pacific out here in Vancouver. So set the alarm for 7.30, got up at 7.30 and uh, grabbed a coffee, got online, popped open your multiple retailers, Amazon, Best Buy, EB Games. Uh, I was unaware, actually, they were selling it at London Drugs, which is kind of a... You can spend a lot of money at London Drugs if you've never been to London Drugs. It sells everything from electronics to Tylenol. Uh, and everything in between. You kind of go in needing toilet paper and, I don't know, garbage bags, and you come out with a 4K TV, a year's worth of chocolate bars, and God knows what else. It literally sells that many things. But anyway, I didn't know they were selling it there. And so I had Amazon, Best Buy, EB Games, Walmart, The Source, all up ready to go. So 8 o'clock comes and goes, and I chose to go to Best Buy first because obviously that's where I got my PlayStation from. And it was a gong show. I was trying to add it to my cart. It would add, but then when I cashed out, it kept coming up with a internal error. Try again, hit try again, kind of get stuck in the same thing over and over again. So then I bounced over to EB Games. Then I was on EB Games, went to Amazon, just kept getting pictures of puppy dogs because it didn't actually exist yet. Amazon seemed to be really late when the stock actually showed up. And Best Buy was just stuck in this weird loop where I couldn't get out of it. So it's kind of classic experience. I mean, that's what I remember from the Nintendo Switch. That's what I remember from a lot of pre-orders and it can be frustrating. So I was feeling the pain of everybody else. Then people said, hey, just go to the Microsoft site, message a couple buddies, went to the Microsoft site, uh, put in my information, same thing. It was kind of bugging out. It was showing up in my car, but then I was getting another internal error and it was screwing up my delivery address and I was trying to update my, my delivery address. And anyway, it's just a, a gong show. Went to London Drugs to see, but then London Drugs only had the Series S. I wanted the X because I'm interested in the backwards compatibility with the discs. And I've got a lot of old Xbox 360 games that I still have here that I like to play, like Blitz Elite 2 and stuff like that. So I, you know, I want the disc drive for the Xbox Series X. And now that I have both that are 4K possible, I'm probably going to have to get a new TV now anyway. Um, so bouncing around, it's not working, getting frustrated, about to give up. And I just pop over to Amazon and I pop over to Amazon and it says, there it is, add to cart. So I add to cart. Uh, luckily, my Amazon's always logged in on my computer and hit purchase and I'm done. And... Then a couple of people said, are you getting any luck? So I said, go to Amazon. And then they went and they're just getting pictures of puppy dogs. And then eventually it said out of stock. And I really feel like Amazon must have had an incredibly small number of the bots out there were just working overtime. And I felt I must have just arrived at Amazon at the right time to grab that console because I really felt that the stock out there was just 
depleting quickly. And everybody had challenges today. I mean, some people lucked out, some people don't. I think, now, I'll take a step back. Back in the day, and Quincy and I were banging around about this today, you know, there was a time where you had to go into EB Games to reserve games, go in and put down uh, $20 to ensure your um, physical copy of a product. And you also used to do the same with consoles. And I know there were people that actually still are going to the stores to line up to get their console. And now I'm not sure how many they get. I mean, the world has gone all online. And I guess, you know, right now more so just because of what's transpiring out there in the world. But it might have been the most reliable place to go. Like if you could get to the front of the line at your local EB Games, you probably go in. Now, the thing I don't know is, do you have to put down a deposit? Because the thing that's kind of nice with buying online is you don't have to pay anything right now. Uh, you have to, you, you wait until they ship it. So case in point, you know, make sure you, when November rolls around, like expect seeing, for me, it's going to be, you know, over a grand coming off the credit card. Those are new consoles. No, you have not been hacked and had your credit card number stolen. But for those people that went to the physical locations of EB Games, they probably lucked out. I know there's a guy that worked at our company um, um, who went to get his PS5 last week. And I don't think there was many PS5s, but he was one of the lucky ones to get in there. And the rest of the people went home upset. So anyways, it's one of those days where it's going to be like this. But having said that, you think these online retailers would kind of smarten up and make this experience a little bit better. I mean, Best Buy, it's funny, it went from like just the Wild West today and then eventually it's kind of shades of buying sports tickets or concert tickets. There's an online queue you go in, but then even when I came through the online queue, that was a bit of a gong show. And you know people are coming. You know it's going to be a horde and, and the masses are going to show up to order this thing. How can you not have your website easy to use? And why is the experience so inconsistent? It's not good for your customer service. It's not good for the people trying to sell product. And it just makes for a bad overall experience. Sounded like Microsoft going direct to them was probably the cleanest. Now, I did not have that experience. Um, but then again, I had a clean experience at Best Buy last week and other people would tell me you're crazy. But I just think you got to be able to handle demand. And I know that there's not a lot of orders that go through these websites on a normal occasion, but you think you'd do something just to make the experience different. Well, hey, we can hope. Maybe it's better not to change it because it's part of the chase. Like if you come out with two like I do, you feel like a hero and you've accomplished the impossible. Uh, but I've also felt the disappointment of like a buggy website and you think you have it in your cart and then lo and behold, you don't and you end up with massive disappointment. I was looking on eBay earlier today because I love the audacity of the scalper market and um, PlayStation 5s right now, the most expensive PlayStation 5 that you can buy on eBay is currently at $19,000 Canadian. Apparently it's pre-owned. If you want a brand new one, it's only 18,000. It's actually 24 people watching that uh, listing. So it's the second highest price, 18622 And if we look at the Xbox Series X, it's even more astounding. Somebody, somebody put it up today. This is not a lie. You can go on and, and check it out for yourself. There's an Xbox Series X. That is, you can bid. The opening bid is $133,000 Canadian. It's also, I, I want to say, the listing is described as being the most expensive on eBay. 
for the Xbox Series X. So $133,019.94 Canadian is your opening bid. Or if you're like, hey, money is not an object, you can buy it now for $1,333,199.38. I know these things get crazy, but that's just nuts. And, uh, I don't know, crazier things have happened. There's a bunch on here, 19,000, 21,000, 13,000. Anyways, it stinks for the people that wanted it to play it. And there's people on here selling it. I mean, it is what it is. You get your hands on it. You can do with it as you wish. That's the way it goes. But uh, anyways, I'd rather see people getting things to to buy them. Uh, that's why I get them. But uh, it's the way it goes. Anyways, a good joke. Not so much a good joke, but if you want one, that might be the place you have to go. Let's see what the lowest one on here actually is, just out of curiosity's sake. And um, oh, there's some on here, $300. I don't know if you trust a lot of these, quite frankly. Listing it below value doesn't make a heck of a lot of sense at the end of the day. But uh, anyways, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I think these are bids, actually. Excuse me. That's where they're starting. And uh, if you want one, it looks like for the holiday season, you're probably going to have to overpay. I did. I bought my PS4 out of the back of some guy's car in a parking lot because uh, I just needed to have it day one and paid about 100 bucks more than what I would have liked to. But I enjoyed the system, so not going to gripe. And I got lucky this time around. So hopefully you got one. If you didn't, don't be disappointed. There will be more. I know if sometimes you want it day one, trust me, I get it, but all is not lost and you're still going to be able to jump in. I'm sure they're going to be working like crazy to get new ones out for you today. If you had an interesting experience getting your console, let me know. You can hit me up at insertcoinsock at gmail.com. You can send me a message over on Twitter at the big win. Mike is my handle over there. In other news relating to the Microsoft Xbox Series X, of course, Microsoft this week went out and bought Bethesda and has now access to a ton of amazing games that now they may become first party. I think it's more likely that these games, Doom, Skyrim, um, all these amazing properties they picked up are going to become probably exclusive for a period of time. And then you'll see, you know, the Dishonors, the Wolfensteins um, appear on other platforms after an exclusive a period has come and gone. This is just the way Microsoft has done things. They went out, they they bought Minecraft uh, a number of years ago. What's smart about Microsoft and the way they're going is they understand when you have something, you can make more money off it by not just having it on your platform. And it's something that, say, a Nintendo has a completely different perspective of. Now, Nintendo tried mobile. It didn't really uh, work out for them. They've kind of pulled back from that a bit. And the first-party properties, the Zeldas, the Marios, they are very much console sellers, system sellers for Nintendo. And so it makes sense not to have them available elsewhere. Microsoft and acquiring some of these companies, like Halo is always going to be an exclusive title on Microsoft. Um, and now buying all these other companies, they have a product that they can then say insert into their Game Pass and have available on their system for a period of time. And then you will see it show up on, say, the Switch, or you will see it show up on PlayStation 5, because it's a way to continually make money with the software that they have. And um, later on in the show, I'll be chatting with Quincy about the next step, because there's rumors right now that the Tokyo Game Show that's about to kick off, Microsoft is gonna be acquiring somebody else over there. And there's a lot of speculation on 
who it may be. There's even theories kicking around that it may be connected to the color of some of their new controllers that are coming out. If you want to go look at the colors, you can maybe put two and two together if you read between the lines. And with this purchase, I think Microsoft right now, in my opinion, while they're heavily invested in the console wars, and it's something they've been going toe-to-toe with Sony uh, for over the last number of years and, and quite frankly, decades, they're actually becoming a company that I can see turning into the Netflix of gaming. I know we've talked about that before and had some chatter about that. But if you think about what they're doing, it's not that dissimilar to what Netflix has done and what they've built. They have a subscription service that is continually growing, that is going to boom with this next uh, gen console and the way they've set up the layaway packages and, and being smart with retail um, strategy to get people across. I have to say, you couldn't get the layaway plan in Canada today if you were going to opt in. It's sort of one, you know, one price buy it. I know it was available in the States. Um, you, you do actually still have to get a credit check for it as well, which I learned today. So it's not just, uh, hey, we'll, we'll, it's done through a credit company, which makes sense. But they're going to get a lot more people subscribing to Game Pass because of that. And when you start acquiring these other companies, you're building up a group of studios that can depending on who they acquire in japan you might have coverage in multiple different genres and we think about netflix where they started basically getting licenses for movies and putting that on their subscription service and now over time netflix a lot of the movies on netflix are first party and there's a lot of netflix uh, movie studios out there making original content and so it feels like it's going that way definitely i think microsoft now has stomped out stadia uh, they also launched their CloudX gaming platform this week, which allows you to take your uh, uh, Google tablet or phone and you can actually play games on them using, you know, you can uh, some games support playing directly on your phone with your touchscreen. Um, other ones you basically use uh, Bluetooth controllers and you can connect into the tablet. I know Quincy was dabbling on that earlier today and said that it worked quite well. He was playing Forza on his phone and using a Microsoft controller and playing it in that regard. And so that's a new play. And it's like, there's a play here that Microsoft is doing where they're just basically trying to allow people to experience their games and access their content no matter where they are. And it's interesting that when you have your phone in your pocket, if you have one of these controllers, and there's a lot of different peripherals you can buy now to connect your phone to a controller, you have Microsoft service at your fingertips wherever you go. So I think Stadia has been basically bumped out by this. And, and if it even had a breath of life, I think it will just be crunched by this completely. And then depending on what Microsoft buys in Japan, it just furthers this strategy of they're really trying to become the subscription-based gaming company in the world. And I know when I get my Series X, I don't have Game Pass now. I will opt in at that time. Probably could do it right now, but I'm just going to wait and make it part of that experience. And potentially, Microsoft might not be done with just what they acquire in Japan. But I think it's very interesting, and I think they have an, an angle here that should play off for them in the future. So, Xbox Series X, PS5, they're out. I hope you managed to get your hands on one. If you didn't, all hope is not lost. And we will now take a short break, and we'll pop online with my friend Quincy and talk about this potential acquisition for Microsoft and who they may pick up over at the Tokyo Game Show.
You're listening to Insert Coins. Mike Inglehart here with you. Got Quincy Roach with me now for the second half of the show. And Quince talked in the first half about Bethesda being picked up by Microsoft. Do you think Microsoft is done with what they're doing in terms of the acquisition market? Microsoft's not done buying studios, and they they, they came out and said that today too, um, even after this purchase. And so you know, all sorts of rumors on the net. You know, who are they going to buy next? Uh, there's been rumors all year, early this year, uh, about Microsoft and Sega. Um, and it, you could you could look these rumors up. Like in the, there was a lot of people convinced this was happening, but we never heard anything about it. And um, so right now, Phil Spencer's in Japan for TGS. Mm-hmm. Um, so everybody's thinking, hmm. There might be more announcements coming that we haven't heard yet. So I'm pretty sure if there's anything happening, we'll hear about it tomorrow. Well, it's actually started now. So it's tomorrow there right now. So oh, yeah. their news is starting to pop up on, on Twitter. But unfortunately, I can't read Japanese. So I can't uh, can't tell you what anything says. Maybe I'll go back to school. And, you don't um, need to read It says Japanese. Microsoft and Sega rumors are going strong again. Color me shock blue if it happens. So people, you know, saying yeah. could it be Sega? Um, yeah, which would be and interesting. A lot of good, a lot of good properties in Sega. Yeah, yeah, a lot of good properties. So Sega, like as a company, the Sega Sammy, they're they're worth like I think somewhere around between nine and ten billion. Um, if you add up like all the the assets that they own and uh, and their net worth, um, so they're around a, a, like a ten billion dollar company. Um, so, I mean, it, it's possible they could get purchased. Um, they're a very big company. They've made a ton of money on pachinko games, um, uh, again, in, in gambling games and stuff like that, kind of outside the traditional console market. Um, I think they actually, Sega themselves have more mobile games in production than they do console games at the moment, um, which is kind of interesting. Um, they would be a, a, a interesting target for Microsoft uh, simply because Microsoft, they've never really had a foothold in Japan. Um, they've tried to set up their own studios there. Um, they haven't had a whole lot of success um, over the years. And uh, their most successful system in Japan was the Xbox 360. And I'm pretty sure that that only sold about a million units in total and that was over like six or seven years um of being in japan even though they, they started off pretty strong with a lot of like great rpgs and a bunch of japanese titles um that kind of i mean the, the mentality with the, that was kind of backing the xbox 360 changed once connect came out and yeah <laughs> let's forget those days um <laughs> it's so it's so funny there's just scanning through some of the news that's coming in from tgs it, I mean, whatever. People are going to make their own yeah. theory, right? But uh, people are yeah. trying to say the new uh, Shock Blue controller that Microsoft mm-hmm. announced today with the Series X. Um, you know, there are three different color controllers. It's blue, black, and white. And people are saying it, it's Sonic in a controller. It's got to be Sega. It's got to be Sega. Although another <laughs> said, word on the street news-wise is that they're buying a small Japanese company, but define small, right? Sega, is it small? Maybe relative terms, it is small. Um, yeah, compared to the way they used to be. Um, 
they used to be huge. Um, yeah, I, I'd say they're well, they're they're smaller, um, but I, I don't know. Uh, it, it, it could be something else. It, it could be something else. So, I mean, there's. I, I've always thought Microsoft. If you're going to buy a Japanese company, buy Capcom, because oh man, a they they they're probably the Japanese company, uh, Japanese like development like publisher that has the most American studios <laughs> out of them all. Mm. Um, and they, they put out great titles. They've been putting out great titles for years. They have a great understanding of um, graphics technology. Um, you can just see it in the quality of their titles. I'm just like, man, if, if I was Microsoft, I'd see if they were interested in, in being bought. Um, you know, Street Fighter, Resident Evil, Mega Man, you name it, you just keep going. Like, there's, there's so many different titles that they put out over the years that were interesting. Um, Monster Hunter, um, the list just goes on and on. Um, well, we'll know, we'll know by the end of this weekend, maybe even by the end of, we can oh, wake up tomorrow and find yeah. out, find out the news. What's kind of crazy is there's no Series X or Series S left to sell at this point, but it just might mean yeah. people line up and, you know, say, let me know, let me know when the next wave comes out because now yeah. I want one, um, even more right so i mean it's interesting the sega play is interesting in the sense that like sega has been doing yeah. combined efforts with nintendo over the years as well it doesn't really do yeah. anything to sony in my opinion um mm -hmm. but like you think of uh, mario and sonic at the olympics and and yeah. those types of connections that have happened it'd be yeah. interesting uh, oh my god i can't believe the number of stories of people saying this controller is Sonic the Hedgehog. It's just interesting. I know, the way I know. People, I, I, people's I minds were, I, I've seen about a hundred <laughs> of them now. People are like, it has to be Sega because this controller is totally a Sonic the Hedgehog controller. It's Shock yeah, Blue it, and there was a game called so, uh, Sonic Shock and it's like, oh my God. Like maybe it, it is. Was, I don't think it's why it's blue, right? With so many rumors, um, like early this year, that this was going to be announced and then nothing happened and, and the rumors just kind of disappeared. Um, and I, I remember there was a, there was like a Twitter post uh, from Sega, um, you know, saying something about Microsoft visiting their office. And uh, there was a, a post on one of the like Xbox accounts of the Sega studio. And it was just like, why are they posting that? But then they never said what they were, what it was about. <laughs> it just seemed odd. And then all these, there was tons of rumors. Sega would make, make great sense if, Microsoft does want more of a foothold in Japan because a Sega still has distribution channels. Um, they have the name. Like, you could you imagine an Xbox with a Sega name on it in Japan? Why not? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know, like it, they they need that 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 brand name that people are like, hey, I like this system. Um, why not? Uh, and and it, it would be kind of nice to see them get uh, you know get to being uh on a more even foothold with with uh with sony right yeah yep. yeah yeah because i mean sony's been they've been lucky enough to get all sorts of exclusives oh and uh, it's a japanese japan. company so yeah. it's always gonna have like it's always been sony nintendo in japan right and and for the most part japanese uh gaming market just has never really given you know uh, much of a of a worry about Microsoft, right? Like you know, yeah. like back in the day, the install base in in, in yeah. Japan of like early Xboxes was nothing, right? Nothing. Yeah. Oh um, yeah, yeah. It, it didn't launch an American gaming system, 
right? So exactly, exactly. Well, this is the thing. So the Sega, they're an American company. They're one of the few actual American companies um, that that was so successful in Japan. Um, but they, everybody views them as a Japanese company. Uh, but they, they've just been there so long that people have forgotten. And uh, but you know what? I I think if if, they, if it is Sega, or I mean, there was also rumors about them buying some properties from Konami uh, like earlier this year. And there was like one other company. Um, There's rumors about them buying like a couple studios um, in Japan, but we, we never heard anything about it, right? Like, and they didn't announce anything about it. I mean, crap. I mean, Microsoft hasn't literally shown us what half of the studios were working on. Yeah. You know, like they, they still, they've only shown us a couple of the first party titles uh, and, and not very much. Um, we, we've seen glimpses of titles over the last year, but they, they just haven't announced them officially. And um, for people out there listening, like if you're not buffed up on your video game history, so some people might be there going, wait a second, like so, Sega is not American. It's a, it's a Japanese um, uh, company. So it's headquartered in, in Japan now, but yeah. it was actually founded in uh, 1960 by American yeah. businessman Martin Bromley and Richard Stewart. Um, yeah. And so that's that's where it started. Um, it's multinational now, and it has been for a number of years. But um, yeah. that's you know, Quincy talks about where it's where it's acquired, depending on your age and what you know or don't know. I mean, it, it's true; people can mistake it as a Japanese company, but it was started by yeah. two American businessmen. Yeah, isn't that crazy? I mean, they've been there so long. Um, I mean, they, they've existed before so many other uh, gaming companies. Um, except for Nintendo. <laughs> They've been around the longest. Uh, but it, yeah, it's just, uh, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what comes out of this, uh, what, what comes out of this uh, TGS show. Because I, I thought it was odd that, um, and I didn't realize it at first, and then all of a sudden I saw some people posting online that Spencer's actually in Japan. Yeah. I'm like, why is he in Japan? Now, the, live, the, live, the live news feed is started on Twitter, so... It's a good spot. Okay. I'll, I'll definitely keep keep an eye out there, and and we'll see. And if you actually want to know more about um, Sega's origins and kind of how they cracked you can do that uh, the me. Japanese market, there's that <laughs> documentary on Netflix, uh, High Score. Albeit, you know, not a, I, you know, I think it's a popcorn Netflix. I think I'd love to see a documentary that talks about the true ins and outs working in gaming. Um, but anyways, there's a segment in there that talks about how Sega went head-to-head -head with the NES, right, when the Genesis was battling um, and had to basically make a foothold and then go toe-to-toe -to -toe with the SNES. And uh, it, it, you see the American roots that are there. And you see kind of the how multinational the company is. But it was really, again, even the Genesis was driven by American minds to basically battle Nintendo uh, and, yeah. and come up with a way to position itself as um, something that was there. I mean, the Genesis was and the Master System, they were your first Sega home consoles, right? Um, yeah. But you yeah. know, they weren't they weren't shunned upon by the rest of the world, say the same way that Microsoft uh, was for a number of years, right? So that's why this yeah. play today will be interesting. It's kind of in just thinking about that for a second, as we've been talking about this, it's like, um, it's almost like that segment playing itself out again. And maybe Spectre's got some angle here that this yeah. is the new 
the way that the the next American company actually gains uh, some type of anchor in Japan. And so it's going to be really cool to see what he has up his sleeve for Microsoft. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah. Just I should add on top of that. So uh, back in the days where it was Nintendo versus Sega in North America, and and it always seemed like Nintendo was winning. Um, well, I mean, they were. They basically did win. Uh, at least in North America, oh, yeah. in Europe, Sega was doing better than Nintendo, <laughs> which is which is crazy. It's just one of those things that you just you just don't know unless you either read about it or um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, if you, if you want to learn more about Sega history, um, just ask me. No, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we kind of covered everything for today. So if you didn't get a PS5 or a Series X. Tough luck. <laughs> I mean, you'll get it soon. Yeah, hopefully you get it soon. Don't be, don't be, don't be that guy. Don't be that. Guy. Don't be that guy. troll. There's enough of those trolls on the internet as it is. Um, if you haven't had a chance to check out Microsoft's uh, CloudX service, if you have Game Pass, you can definitely check that out. It's uh, thankfully it's available in in Canada and that's out there. And I'd be curious, Quince. I mean, you're I don't have Game Pass yet. I'm probably going to wait um, until <laughs> I get my Series X to get it. You jerk! You jerk! Um, you wait. I'm going to wait. I got a few other games to play here before I graduate to the next gen. I was going to say, <laughs> like, before the next time you come on the show, it'd be cool to play uh, some of those games native on the touchscreen on your phone. I'd be curious, kind of how you um, uh, handle just playing those games on device, because I think it's interesting they're supporting touchscreen controls. And then of course, we'll all be looking and waiting to see what Microsoft has to announce over uh, the Pacific Ocean at the Tokyo Game Show and kind of see, you know, I'm sure the Sony fanboys are shivering in their pants, kind of waiting to see what Microsoft's gonna make a move. So it's been the bigger Oh, they have their system. I have both. I'm, 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 I'm Norway. I'm kind of, I'm, I'm neutral here. I don't really have a, I'm just in it to experience the games and I don't really have a, a love affair for one side, one side over the yeah. other. Um, yeah. I, I, I do have a favorite in the battle and, um, yeah, right now that, yeah, since Microsoft, I used to be a Nintendo fanboy like a long time ago. Um, the N64 crisis and weirdness with how long it took for games to come out kind of destroyed that. But um, <laughs> but I still I still enjoy Nintendo games. You know I have a Switch. I, I usually have all the consoles, which which is oddly you know it's odd. But I I just end up playing my Xbox more uh, than others. So yeah, yeah. that's kind of my go-to. That's good to have them all just to just in case a killer game comes out. Right, you want to. Sometimes yeah. you have to have a system to play that killer game. So, um, so I, I didn't get a PS4. I didn't get Spider-Man. I should have. Yeah, no, I, I, I was so close so many times. Maybe, um, maybe this time we'll see. Maybe you'll maybe, maybe you'll uh, come across to the dark side. <laughs> the dark side. <laughs> I live on the dark side. <laughs> I'm not going to comment on that. <laughs> oh, hey, Mike! I got a picture of a digital PS5 to sell you. Oh, good! That's <laughs> a great use of three grand. <laughs> three grand? What are you talking about? I was going to charge you five. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks for coming on the show today, Quince. Good to have you on again, and uh, we will definitely have you back and, and talk to you again soon. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, man. Bye bye.
And that will bring episode 18 of Insert Coins to a close. Thank you so much for stopping by and tuning into the show today. If you're not already, please consider hitting subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss any one of the exciting episodes of Insert Coins. If you have any feedback on the show or topics you'd like to hear discussed, you can reach us at insertcoinstalk at gmail.com. You can also hit me up over on Twitter at the Big Win Mike is my handle over in the world of tweets. Hope you had some luck today and last week and look forward to chatting more about the next gen. We're just a, you know, not even a couple months away now from being able to set those systems up on the TV. I may start scanning for a 4K TV here sooner than later. Uh, it might be time to take the leap. Until next week, take care, enjoy your week, and as always, happy gaming. Thank you.